Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we have a special guest with us. We have Randy Havison, who is here to have a conversation with us, and we'll just see where it goes. I'm very excited to have him. So I want to welcome you, Randy, and just if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I love that, how open-ended. It's like we can take this anywhere. I love anywhere. that. Yes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so, you know, the journey started 60 years ago in Los Angeles, California. Um, I thought that everything I had described who I was. That if I had the right zip code, the right number on a scale, the right label on the back of my shirt, then that gave me more worth. And it was in my 20s that I started to realize that that was just a hole that was inside of me that was I was attempting to fill up with all that external stuff. But the more I attempted to fill the hole up, the bigger the hole got. And one of the things that I was doing, I was self-medicating with alcohol, cocaine, marijuana, pretty much anything I could get my hands on. Uh, and at 24, I hit bottom and realized that if I didn't get sober, I was going to die. And that was my turning point, and I haven't used alcohol or drugs since. I made that decision, so I've been sober over 36 years now. And that started my journey into figuring out who I really was. And it was hard. And, you know, a lot of people think that all this self-help stuff, you just, you know, say these affirmations in the mirror or have a couple Reiki sessions or do one light past life regression or do a card reading, and it's going to give you all the answers you want, and you can just flip that switch and you're going to feel better. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, it's a process and it takes a while. So I've been working on myself now for 36 years. It's not like I do it for a while and I stop. And I really feel like one of the things that I've worked on most is my self-esteem and feeling good about who I am from the inside. And I actually wrote my book a year and a half ago. I've been doing my presentation for 20 years on becoming your own best friend and separating ego from self-esteem and giving people the tools they need to feel better about who they are and where they fit in the world and raising their self-esteem. But I first had to do it for myself before I could teach others how to do it. And when I wrote my book, I thought this is a way to fill people's toolbox and help them to actualize quicker uh, than I did. Hopefully it won't take people 36 years. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, it's been a phenomenal journey and I just feel gratitude and humility on a daily basis for where I am because it could have turned out completely different, but I'm proof that if you put in the work, amazing things happen in your life. I love that. And I love that you said that you wanted to do this to write your book, to help others reach where you are faster than you did. And I experienced the same thing. I released a book in January about my experiences uh, with divorce from a toxic person and being a single parent and how to get your life back on track. Same thing. I was like, it took me way too long to figure this out. So I kind of wanted a blueprint for other people for how to figure that out. And I think something that is so interesting is I feel like people who are, I like to call them light workers, whatever term you mm -hmm. want to use, but I feel like people who do the work like you do, um, you have to almost be at rock bottom at some point in your life or have gone through so many things in order to help others because I feel like 
we can't help people if we haven't been there ourselves. Like if we're not authentic, people see that. Mm -hmm. And so they, I think, trust people more who have actually been in the trenches. Would you yeah. agree with that statement? Oh, totally agree with that. And, you know, it's when we're in the total darkness that we first see the light. And, and that's when we start to grow out of it. And that's why we get to help these people who feel like they're in the darkness and there's no way out. And what am I going to do? And they get into the self-pity thing and they attempt to fill themselves up with bad relationships and alcohol and drugs and negative behaviors. And by, by reading your book and listening to your podcast on a regular basis or you know, tuning into my stuff and doing that, they get to find an easier way out. You know, we had to struggle on the walls in order to find the ladder, but we hope that we can put that ladder down and say, hey, here it is over here. But people have to actually do the work themselves. We don't do that work for them. They have to climb the ladder. But, you know, the goal is to make it easier for them than it was for us. And I think you're so right when you talk about it being a process, because I know so many people, especially in our society today, they want a pill for everything, right? They just want a quick fix. Like if I'm going to lose weight, I just want to take a pill. Or if I'm going to, you know, have more money, I just want to listen to one meditation, then I'm going to have more money. And it doesn't work that way. I think, like you said, I always say it's like layers of an onion. You have to, it's, you feel like you heal one layer. It's like, oh, here's another. Oh, by the way. Oh, and here's another trigger. Yeah, and then, oh, I didn't know that was there. Wow, okay, <laughs> need to do some work on this one. Yeah, yeah. and then you go through times where you feel better. And mm -hmm. I was working with a coaching client not too long ago, and she said, I don't understand because I felt like I was doing better, and I was better, and then all of a sudden, now I'm going through a dark place again. She said, I thought I was through the dark night of the soul. And I was like, well, <sighs> the surprising thing is that it's not – just to, you know, it lasts a month and then you're done. Like it's a process that continues for years for most of us. You know. It's for our whole life. But the yeah. hope is that we learn the tools so that when it happens again, we don't go to that dark place for years. Maybe we go for a month or maybe we go for a week. But there's no guarantee the dark stuff continues. I mean, life happens. And it's about how we react to it rather than what's actually going on. You know, that's the important part is learning how to navigate through them easier. Yeah, because we've never been promised we're not gonna have challenges. Of course, we're gonna have challenges. You know, I tell people if you don't, if no one ever challenges you, you don't learn or grow. But you're absolutely right. It's how do you react to those challenges when they come up? Do you lie down and let them roll over you and then play the victim and say, oh, woe is me, this isn't fair, why is this happening to me? Or do we get up and say, okay, this is nothing, I can handle this and I have the tools now to work with this? Mm -hmm. I, don't know. I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan, but I'm a huge Marvel fan. And the movie that really struck me was Captain Marvel and where they tried to break her down and say, look how many times you've fallen down. Look at you, you're a failure, all these times you've fallen. But she realized that every time she fell, she got back up. And that's what defined her. She was not defined by how many times she fell. She was defined by how she got back up. So that's the main thing to teach people is that it doesn't matter if you've fallen down 30 times, 80 times, 
3,000 times. It's about that you keep getting up, brushing yourself off, and moving forward. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so interesting, too, because what we fail to see sometimes, and we're so used to comparing ourselves because of social media and what's out there. And what people don't realize is there are several types of people out there on social media. There are people, of course, who only display their best stuff. And they have issues and problems going on, but others don't see that. And they're like, why, you know, why can't my life be like so-and-so? So you have no idea what's going on in that person's life behind closed doors. They're just not airing it. And then there are people who air every little problem that happens to them. And you're like, I definitely don't want a life like that person because they apparently have a horrible life. And it's, I think the the difference is that how these people are choosing to react to the situations that are happening around them. You know, we create our own private hell with our thoughts. So you can either choose to focus on this is awful, horrible things only happen to me or it's always happening to me. Or we can say, well, this happened, but how am I going to deal with it? What do I do with it? Exactly. And one of the things that I talk about in my workshop and in my book is that life gives us obstacles, but we have a tendency to turn those obstacles into walls. And a wall is much more difficult to get over than an obstacle is. And I also believe that the universe provides all the tools we need to get over the hurdle. But when we turn that hurdle into a wall, that's when we get into trouble. So the trick is to keep our hurdles as hurdles and not do the self-talk and the words and the phrases that turn our hurdles into walls. And if we cannot do that, then life becomes more simple. Not easier. I love that visualization. I love that. Um, and I think that so many people do that. I always would tell people to think about it like a mountain. You don't scale the mountain in a day. You just see how far you get in one day. And you turn around and you look and go, oh, I'm farther than I was yesterday. I'm not at the top yet, not where I want to be, but I'm farther than I was when I started and I'm about halfway up. Same thing. I think people just have to realize um, your attitude and your mindset are everything. Everything. And the way you talk to yourself. You know, that's one of the things that I'm really big on. That's why I talk about um, beginning to treat yourself like your own best friend rather than your own worst enemy. So it's like something will happen. Um, an example that I use a lot, I would study hard for a test in college and I'd get a C on the test. And I'd look at it and go, oh my God, I can't believe you got a C. You are so stupid. You really studied for that and you got a C, dude. You should just drop out of school. You don't even deserve to be here. Someone else should take your seat. Now, if my best friend studied hard for a test and got a C, would I say to my best friend, oh my God, you are such a loser. I can't believe you studied for that and only got a C. I mean, of course I wouldn't say that. Why do I treat myself like that? But I would never talk to my best friend. I know people that get on the scale and they gain two pounds and like, oh my God, look at you. You're so fat and you're so ugly and I can't believe it. Why do we do that to ourselves when we would never do that to our best friend? So one of the things that I like to talk about to people about is when you start to get into that negative self-talk, turn that around. Okay, if my best friend was here, what would I say? And then look in the mirror and say that to yourself instead. And hopefully after time, you begin to believe it. That's a great visualization. And I think that that's something that many people need to work on is taking ourselves sometimes out of the equation, which 
kind of like the death of the ego of, you know, why am I making this a bigger deal than it is and this negative self-talk, all of that. And I tell people sometimes you have to look at it like you're not the one involved in the situation, exactly like you just did. You know, it becomes easier to think logically and solve problems when you're not in that emotional state and yep. beating yourself up. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned ego. Another thing that I talk about is our society likes to combine ego and self-esteem. That if you have that right zip code, you have the right number on a scale, that gives you more worth. But my theory is that ego and self-esteem are actually on opposite ends of a continuum. That when you reinforce your ego, you're denying your self-esteem. When you build your self-esteem, you're denying your ego. So a lot of that negative self-talk comes from the ego of what are people going to think? What are people going to say if they see me like this? If they know that I did this, what are they going to think? Or the social media thing. Oh, she has 25 likes and I only have eight likes. Oh my God, I'm not as good. Or you see that picture perfect person and you start comparing yourself with that person. That's just ego. You know, you don't know who that person really is. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So it's important to raise self-esteem and move away from ego because ego wants nothing more than to be all about me. And that's not where the growth comes from. That's not where enlightenment comes from. That's where the darkness is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we spend way too much of our time just caring about what others think. You know, a lot of my listeners are what I like to call reform people pleasers. We're still working on that. Some of us, you know, wanting to make sure that everyone else is happy, but it's to the detriment of ourselves because I feel like when you're in your ego, you're not being authentic. Mm -mm. You can only truly be your authentic self when you let that ego go. Absolutely. When you're in self-esteem, I mean, that's who you really are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I've worked on my self-esteem a lot and I take care of them on a regular basis, on a daily basis. I'm feeding myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And, and that helps to raise my self-esteem. And even though I have flaws, you know, I had six things on my to-do list today and I did three. And I could have either beat myself up for not doing the three or celebrated, wow, I got three of them done today. So it, it's really about treating yourself again like your own best friend and giving yourself a break for your, you know, the things you don't do well. I'm a horrible procrastinator, and I admit that. I want to write a book one day that says, when it comes to procrastinating, I'm a real pro. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when you know the things that are not as pleasant about yourself, but you just accept yourself anyway. Because the good parts about me far outweigh the bad parts. Well, according to most people, some people just don't like me, and that's okay too. Because I'm not in it for everybody to like me. You know, when I set myself up for that, when I change myself to make this person like me, now there are three more that used to like me that don't. Because now I'm not being authentic. I think the interesting thing is that you know, it's my belief we're all made of energy. Sometimes just your energy repels people because they don't like someone with positive energy. Who, you know, it's just, you're that goody two shoes and they just don't like you. And you can, I mean, I can tell, I know there are people who don't like me and it's, it would have bothered me before. 
but I've just come to the place that, well, if they don't like me, that's not something I'm doing. That's their own issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if my energy is rubbing them the wrong way, there's nothing I can do about that. You talked about we're energy and I agree with that. And I think we all vibrate at different frequencies and we find people who vibrate and it's like a harmony and we vibrate with others. And it's like this screeching fingernails on a chalkboard. And that's why all of our messages are so important because you have listeners that really resonate with you and with some of your guests, they're like, Oh wow, I really like what this guy is saying or what that woman is saying. And then they can kind of use those tools also, but we look for those who resonate with the message like uh, Wayne Dyer. I love Wayne Dyer and his messages and he resonates with so many different people. And he was one of the, one of the, mentors for me even though i i got to meet him once which was pretty cool yeah it was awesome but through his books and his tapes and all that i mean that was one of the things when i met him i said wayne i'm now a speaker and i want to be an author one day and you've inspired me to go out and do this he's like wow well that's really nice to hear thank you can i give you a hug i was like uh yeah so but he was authentic with who he was and it was just so great that i got that reinforcement so you resonate with those people that vibrate at that same frequency and if others don't that's fine that's their loss it's not you it's them i always say that your vibration really is attracting your tribe mm. um and i've had so many people you probably experienced this too being a speaker but i get people who reach out to me and say i don't know how your podcast started playing on my phone but I was listening to something else and your podcast just started playing in the middle of it. And you probably have had that happen to you too, where people just say, I don't know how I found you. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, I think it's so, and I don't think it's an accident at all. I totally believe that the universe aligns us with people who are meant to help us on our paths. But I always find that so interesting when someone says that to me, like, you know, I was just doing this and I came across your website or I was listening to something else and you totally like your podcast just started playing. Oh, it, it, that's, isn't that the greatest compliment? It's like a compliment from the universe. And, you know, I start every morning in prayer saying, show me how I can be of service today. So when I get those little, you know, if you want to call them coincidences, but it's not really a coincidence, yeah, because I get those kind of messages too. I was just wandering around and I saw this thing and I came and listened to you and oh my God, you changed my life. But it's not me, it's the message. And it's kind of cool to be of service that way and being able to be an instrument to help others heal. It's so cool. say that too, you never know who you help in this world. We talk about being of service and I tell people all the time, you know, by you working on yourself, and raising your own vibration, we're often put in the path where we're helping others or we get to help others and we, you know, we might feel like, oh, I just got put in this by sheer coincidence, but you didn't because I tell my listeners too, you can pray for people to be put in your path for mm -hmm. people to align with you that can help you, you know, on your purpose to fulfill your purpose or just for whatever reason. And it's amazing how the universe can put people right into your path for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Exactly when they need to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to just continue with that? 
Yeah, so you were talking about when the universe puts people on your path. Yes, and when you're more in tune with all this stuff and self-esteem and energy and all that, when those people and those things appear, you're more attuned to it and you see them as the gift or the opportunity that it is. Such as I met this guy online through LinkedIn who said, hey, I think your message is great. I can get you booked on some podcasts. It was like, oh, that might be cool. And we started talking, we had a lot in common and the vibration was there. And he studied Kabbalah, I studied Kabbalah. It was like, oh, this is really cool. And we started talking and here I am here you on are. your podcast today. So such a gift. And this is what happens when you're attuned to the messages that are out there. So can you tell us a little bit more? You said that you do workshops. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do in those workshops and how you help people? Sure. You know, and, and here's another example. I was just about to start doing my in-person workshops on building self-esteem. And I was going to do a Friday night, um, hour and a half to two hour presentation. And then Saturday, we, we were going to do an intensive, a deep dive and take the things from the workshop and how to apply it to your life. And then on Sunday, we were going to do an inner child play date at the Magic Kingdom because I live in Orlando. So I thought, you know, you got to throw I some love that too. I, you don't even know how much I love that. My family, we are Disney nerds for sure. Oh. Like we always go look for uh, the hidden Mickeys and everything. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, there are like 20 <laughs> books out there that you can get on hidden Mickeys. Oh, Mickey. yeah. I love them. For sure. Yeah. If we ever go, I'll show you like the coolest hidden Mickey of all. But anyway, okay. I digress. I'll hold you to that. Yes. Yeah. So I booked like the end of March or the beginning of April for my workshop. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to do my workshop. And then a friend said, well, why don't you just record it and put it online and people could just watch it at their leisure. And I thought, what a great idea. I thought, but I don't know videographers. So I started talking to my friends and they told me about this guy and I had a conversation with him. Great guy, has a little baby, so adorable. And I thought, this is just perfect. So I recorded the video and I threw it online and I thought, you know, and people are like, oh, you need to charge $139 and you should do this and break it up into three segments and sell a membership. I'm like, that's not what I'm about. So it's $40 unless you're a healthcare worker, a first line responder, frontline worker, an educator, a student, or if you've been financially impacted by COVID, it's 10 bucks, 995. That's incredible. In. That's so ridiculously cheap. Any, yeah. Everybody should purchase that. Seriously, that's so nice of you to offer that for. My feeling is the goodies come to me when I'm not expecting them. And I would rather help a million people than make a million dollars. I mean, sure, I'd love to do both, but I'm not defined by the money and that part doesn't matter. I see so much ego in our world today and my mission is to bring some self-esteem to that. I mean, when you look at, you know, even the difficulty with putting on a mask, the whole mask thing is ego versus self-esteem. I wear a mask to protect you because if I'm asymptomatic, I don't want to do that to you. So I'm going to wear a mask. I care about you. Self-esteem. Ego, you can't tell me what to do. It's my own choice. It's my freedom that, no, it's not. You wear a seatbelt because you, you protect yourself and wear a mask. 
and all the social justice stuff that's going on right now. You know, the protesters, it's about self-esteem and we need to change the way things are. The ego is I'm going to riot and I'm going to hurt people. And I'm going to, that's, we have so much of that in our society today and it's easy to get caught up in the ego piece. And my whole mission, my whole goal is to switch that so we're more self-esteem based. I mean, could you imagine what this world would be like if we were all treating ourselves like our own best friend and we were kind and gentle and we were confident rather than cocky and humble, rather than feeling humiliated by our mistakes and we're able to treat people that same way, what our planet would be like, that's the goal. It'd be like Disney all the time. It would be like a, having a magical day. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's the whole point to live in Disney world. Well, yes. not really, but yeah. <laughs> so I also have a plan if, you know, I'm hoping that the workshop's going to go viral. And once I get to a place where I send sell 10 million, that's my number. I'm going to just make it free and just put it out there. And with most of the money, I'm going to start a nonprofit. Um, I want to help foster kids. So that's like one of the things that I want to do. I mean, these are people who have low self-esteem and they, it was nothing that they did to make that happen. So the state will pay for their college tuition, but a lot of them struggle with living expenses. So my foundation is going to provide food and housing for foster kids who want to go to college. So that is amazing. Yeah. I'll have to like, get you connected to my daughter because she is going to school right now to be a social worker. And she wants to work with uh, foster kids. That's her big thing is that that's what she wants to do. Which okay, I'll hire her to come work in my foundation and help set up the housing. Yes, that would be awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I love that you talk about the whole, I think a lot of people who are spiritual workers out there, and I'm not condemning anyone by any means, but I think that there is a lot that goes on with people with money. Because I've had people tell me like, you're underselling yourself. Like, why are you charging? And because I say, because I see how I was able to afford things as a single mom, and I want to reach people who can afford to help themselves. And if I'm charging millions of dollars for my services or hundreds and hundreds of dollars, the people who are going to be able to afford me, that's fine, but I'm not helping the people I originally set out to help, which were people like me. So I totally appreciate that and love that you, you know, that you are considering everyone because that's how I feel too. I feel like how can I charge millions of dollars if I'm wanting to help people who are just like me? I couldn't pay millions of dollars as a single mom, teacher, whatever. Yeah. You know, so I think that's awesome. I, I you just have an amazing energy. So I love talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've, I've met a lot of people who have money and I watch and most of them are miserable. On the inside, they're so not happy because they define themselves by the car, the zip code of the house. And it just leaves a person empty. So when I, when I worked on college campuses and I worked with these college kids, I'm like, so what do you want to do when you, when you get out of college? I don't know. I just want to make a lot of money. And oh, it's so sad to hear people get caught in that trap. So I loved when I would work with them and get them to see, and it's like, well, what do you wanna be? Well, I'm gonna be a lawyer because my dad's a lawyer, my mom's a lawyer, my grandfather's a lawyer, my uncle's a lawyer, I'm supposed to be a lawyer. It's like, well, what do you really wanna do? Well, I wanna be a dancer. Well, then what would that look like? What would that be for you? 
And it's so cool to let them see that you can be, it's your life. Be whoever you want to be. Be a dancer and struggle with life. It's okay. You don't have to be the big time lawyer in order to be happy. That's making other people happy, not you. Absolutely. And so many people are stuck in dead end jobs that they just don't like. Um, and because it's scary to go after what you want. And I remember the first time I went to a medium and she said, you're supposed to be doing this kind of work. And I laughed because I was a school teacher at the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it wasn't until like years later that I actually did get into all of this stuff. And I thought, oh my gosh, she was right. Mm -hmm. But at the time you could have knocked me over with a feather because I thought, what is she talking about? She doesn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you always some... knew that you were a teacher. Yeah. And that just... energy was there, but you had to do your own work before you kind of blossomed and saw what your actual teaching work was going to be all about. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and everybody out there who's listening to this, there's that dream inside of you. There's that, well, I want to do this, but what would people think and how would I get there? When you put energy into that, all of a sudden things will start to happen to make that dream a reality. You know, I'm severely ADD. I mean, horrible. Now I know why cocaine was my drug of choice is because I was self-medicating. So for me to be an author today, is it's beyond logic. Mr. Spock would come down from Star Trek and beam in. I'll say, hey, Mr. Spock, look at my ADD severity. He's like, wow, look at that. And hey, I wrote two books. That is illogical that you have written two books. But I found help and I found a great ghostwriter that helped me write the book. And it was done in my voice, which is really cool. She did such an amazing job. But I have a, I'm an author, even though I'm severely ADD. So don't let your obstacles turn into walls. Look for ways to just keep them as obstacles and hurdles and you can get over them. I love that. I absolutely love that. So if people want to work with you or mm -hmm. to follow you, how can they go about doing that? Um, on my website, randyspeaks.com, there's a link to my books. There's a link to my workshop. Um, all of my social media stuff is there. I have a Facebook group. Randy Speaks is the Facebook group. Um, and I do a Facebook Live every Friday, just a little five-minute motivational thing on something. Um, last week, it was on gratitude and finding gratitude, especially when things seem real dark. You know, even if the only thing you can be grateful for is you actually had a meal an hour ago. You know, be grateful for that. Um, so on the website is where you can find all the links and everything that talks about the things that I do. I just, I'm starting to do life coaching again. Um, even though I'm a trained therapist and I want to be a coach, I went out and got certified as a life coach. So I'm only going to take on 10 clients at a time, but my whole thing is to help people build their self-esteem and learn how to use those tools. And I only have a 10 session maximum because I think I want to give them their tools and then you go out and use them. So that's the way I'm going to work my coaching. So everything can be found on my website. Awesome. And you can go to his link. It will be in the notes for this podcast episode. So it's clickable. You can go right there and click on it and find everything that he has to offer. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. This was such a great and fun conversation for me. Hopefully it yeah, was for you too. too. Oh, this was awesome. And one day, I really would love to go to Disney with you one day. We would have so much fun.
Oh my yes. gosh, yes. I'm like a big kid whenever I go to Disney. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, just let me know when. Okay, well, and you definitely need to come back and be a guest again sometime sure. soon on my podcast. Oh, anytime. Yeah. You just let me know. I would love to come back. Awesome. Well, do you have any departing words of wisdom for our listeners today? <sighs> yes, it just popped into my head. The best thing, the best gift you can give to yourself is to just stay out of your own way. Absolutely. We all need to listen to that more often for sure. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being here with me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And hopefully we'll see you back here sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> all right. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. You too. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a review from wherever you're listening. If you could leave us some stars on iTunes, that would be amazing. And also, if you want to follow me, you can go to all of my social media links. Those are in the show notes. And I go live on Facebook Mondays at 630 Central, where I do a free card reading. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll find a list of services I offer, as well as how you can book. I want to thank you so much for being here with us. As always, I am sending you so much love and light from wherever you're listening. I hope you have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.